the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. If you've been fearing that your children in kindergarten through senior year of high school would be forced to wear a mask, you can breathe a little bit easier today. Governor Mike DeWine, a half an hour ago, signed a bill into law that will prohibit public schools from requiring masks, colleges, universities as well, from requiring people to get a vaccine if, yes, there's an if, the vaccine does not have full approval by the Food and Drug Administration. I think there are some uh, interesting backstory to this story, and we will discuss it today at the top of a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along on 989theanswer.com. And uh, those of you who are listening to us over terrestrial radio and via your Bluetooth on apps like TuneIn, iHeartRadio.com, and the 989FM, the Answer app. It's interesting that the governor... Uh, signed this bill today because I don't think he really (laughs) wanted to sign it, but he knows that his hand has been slapped before with a veto override by the supermajorities in both the Ohio House and Senate. And he knows that 2022 and his reelection bid may hinge on him adopting the view of most of the voters, even if he doesn't share it. Himself. Now, he is saying that he strongly encourages the uh, Food and Drug Administration to rescind the emergency designation on the vaccine. He says lives are at stake. Yes, Mike DeWine continues to white-knuckle fear for COVID uh, with every ounce of strength in his uh, gubernatorial hands. Uh, but he did sign the law, which if he didn't, he would have been overridden again. And that would look really bad on his resume, even though at this point in time, um, I don't think Jim Renese can beat him in a Republican primary. But it is up in the air enough that I don't think Mike DeWine wants to risk it by further alienating those of us. And I raise my hand at this, that wants to fully be in charge of my own stewardship of what to do about COVID, what to do about the vaccine, what to do about masks, what to do about how I comport myself amid an era where a lot of people in public health, and you can count on this in future days and weeks, are pounding what may be their last attempt to keep us all cowering in the corner by talking about the Delta variant. Oh, yes. Uh, Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff, the uh, bow-tied uh, nanny who uh, now has the floor from uh, the bully pulpit of uh, the governor's office, uh, saying today that, you know, the Delta variant is real and that people continue to die from COVID and that that's unnecessary and he's pushing vaccines. 
fine. You can advocate for your position. I don't have any uh, stringent objection to that. But I think that uh, Dr. Vanderhoff's view is, you know, what I would expect. It's the view of a doctor. It's the view of a health uh, expert. It's the view of someone engaged in a field where they're trying to apply their authority to an issue that consumes their thoughts. The rest of us have other things on our mind. Maybe we've recovered from COVID. I raise my hand to that as well. And we're going to trust our natural antibodies as we press forward. Listen to Dr. Vanderhoff today, and then I will comment on some of the things he says and some of the things that he doesn't say. Uh, As more and more Ohioans made the choice to be vaccinated, we had been gratified to see that for many weeks, COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and deaths were declining. However, with the advent of the Delta variant, we're now seeing early indicators that cases and hospitalizations may have started to rise again. For example, after reaching a low of 17.6 on July 7th, our two-week average of cases per 100,000 have risen again to 22.9. Okay, I'm going to stop him right there. Does that sound like a humongous increase? And did you notice that he said may? He didn't say is. He didn't say definitely has. He said may. Okay, he cites later on in his comment, which I've exhausted my patience with, that 600 people have died from COVID recently in the state of Ohio, and that's 600 too many, and none of them needed to die. Okay, again, worst case scenario, they all died of COVID, and had they been vaccinated, they would all be alive. You don't know that. You don't know that. You can fear that. You can expect that. You can extrapolate that. You don't know that. So we also don't, I don't think, know. that. How do they know the Delta variant is twice as contagious? How many things that were said early on in March of 2020 were reported as rock-solid, true, undisputable, unimpeachable, later turned out to be wrong? The early stages of a medical unknown lend themselves to overstatement and broad-sweeping cautionary measures because, look, the consequences are dire. I get that. But I think that the lack of accountability for things that were originally stated as fact that later proved not to be true is not as applicable to COVID as it is to many other things that people weigh in on in terms of matters of, you know, great importance in the newsroom. So I'm glad the governor signed this bill today. I'm glad we don't have to worry about vaccine mandates for elementary school, junior high school, high school, college students at public universities in the state of Ohio. Again, I think that his... Hands were slapped enough by those members of his own party. I think he has damaged his own standing as a Republican among many people in the rural areas of Ohio. And he finds himself in a unique position in that his ability to win a general election is a greater reality than his ability to win a primary election because of the things that he has done that have betrayed his status as a supposedly conservative Republican. 
So that is why the governor signed this, I think, against his uh, deep-seated wishes. But his deep-seated wishes don't matter. His signature is all that matters. And so you can proceed ahead with your uh, conscience clear at the moment. Now, if this vaccine does get its emergency youth authorization rescinded and it becomes, you know, labeled something that's not just for emergency use, but it's vetted by proper authorities, well, then I think all bets are off. I wouldn't begin to predict what Mike DeWine would do in that situation. So that's the news on the COVID um, latest. Now, what I really want to talk about with you today, and I really want to solicit your input on this, I was having a conversation last night with three of my friends, three of my very best friends, and we get together periodically and we talk about our families, we talk about our own lives, we talk about our kids. And in light of the fact that we had a 17-year-old girl uh, shot to death um, earlier this week in Columbus, and the apparent um, guilty party involved is a 16-year-old, I don't have any fear that that's going to happen to my daughters. Uh, You may live in an area of town. Your friends, friend group for your kids may be such that you don't have that as a realistic fear either. But it got me to thinking about How much do I know about what's going on in my kids' lives? Am I invested in knowing what's going on in my kids' lives? We spend a lot of time talking about matters involving our children here and education and other uh, endeavors um, that I think, you know, the parties in power would love to take our kids away from us, compromise our kids' trust in us, sway their minds. So I was thinking today we could have a really good conversation, and you can help me. I'd like to be able to get more out of my conversations with my kids than just one and two word answers. How was practice? Good. How was your day at school? Good. Anything happened? No. Everything going okay? Yes. I know part of it is a skill in learning how to answer questions, but I'd be curious if your experience is the same as mine in that. I don't remember my parents being as intentional about asking me about things going on in my life. Now, they had their own things going on with work and with other situations, and they both were factory workers, worked hard. Uh, it's not that they didn't care. I was always felt my parents were deeply invested in my life. But I'd just like to know... How you view differently your parenting of your kids in this era compared to how you were parented in your era and what skills and traits you've hit upon, practices you've employed to draw more out of your kids so that you build the kind of a relationship with them so that when they grab that diploma, head off to college, strike out on their own, You don't feel like the years have gotten away from you because I have one that's soon going to be leaving the nest and embarking out on her college years. And I want to maximize the most of the time that I have with her. And it seems, I got to tell you, to her, a little weird that dad wants to have some of these kinds of talks. So if you could help me in that regard, give me the benefit of your expertise, give me your observations, I'd love to hear it. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. It's the Bruce Hooley Show.
521 Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Appreciate the input. Get to the calls momentarily. Our number is 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. I give it because I'd like to get your input today. Uh, The death of a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, and we've had far too many in Columbus, is nothing to be sneezed at. Um, I don't fear that happening to my daughter. Perhaps um, the uh, young lady on the far west side of Columbus the other day did not have that at all on her right radar during the day uh, when a friend suddenly pulled up, uh, got out of her car, began kicking the victim's car. They got into a physical altercation, and one of them wound up dead. But I really want to be close to my girls. I want to know my girls. I want to know what's going on in their life. And I just, you know, maybe it's a dad thing, get rebuffed a lot, kindly, nicely. Uh, and they look at me kind of weird when I ask them about their day or stuff like that. So if you got tips, got pointers, how do you um, very intentionally uh, bond with your kids, let them know you care about them, find out what's going on in their life so that uh, if they have a relationship that's going south, out of control, something like that, uh, you don't end up in the worst possible situation that a parent could ever be in, and that's having something happen uh, to your child uh, after it's uh, too late for you to do anything about it. Let's start with Paul in Columbus. Paul, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. Thanks for your call. Yeah, uh, this is Paul. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the show. Yeah, well, my comment was uh, you're going to have a dialogue with a, with a teenager. You can't ask them yes or no questions because they're just going to blow you off. It's like an employee with a boss. Yes, boss, you know, whatever. Yes, no, whatever. You got to ask them open-end questions so they can ex- talk about what they did that day. Like, what did you learn in your social studies class? What was the topic or whatever on this and that? You know, I mean, who, who are you hanging out with in school? Make them say anything but a yes or no question. And the process of that, you build a relationship because you have a conversation. You got to kind of handle it like a salesman that wants to make a sale. Oh, that's instructive. And, and I, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, it's a good way to frame the conversation. Yeah, and and, and you got to assume that the uh, prospect that you're talking to really wants to just take a shortcut, but you want to draw stuff out. So you've got to talk about things that they did that day and have them explain it and ask them how they felt about it, okay? You don't want yes or no. Yes or no is a shortcut. It's, it's, an, it's an easy out to get out of the conversation. We all did that when we were kids, okay? Did- and it's hard for parents because they, they come home from work and they're tired. Okay, especially your dad. Your, your dad, if he's got a physical job, he's more than likely exhausted. Okay, so it's an energy level thing, but you gotta you gotta have that conversation to draw those things out, and you, you cannot use you gotta get used to, to not going for a yes or no question. Okay. Uh, those are really good tips, Paul. I appreciate it very much. I have noticed one thing, and my wife has educated me on this. She's like, you have to be ready to talk to them when they're ready to talk to you because very often when you're ready to talk to them, they're not ready to talk to you. So it might be 1130 at night. You might want a quick good night. They're in the mood for a two-hour conversation. You just want to lay down and go to bed. Are you disciplined enough? Does it matter to you enough that you'll invest the time when it's on their time schedule when they want to talk? And I've done that, and it's uh, it's really a cool uh, thing when that happens. Nothing you can predict, but it is... Uh, Really neat when it does occur. Ben in Columbus is next. Hi, Ben. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hey, Bruce. Thanks for taking my call. Love the show, man. Thank Appreciate you, sir. It. Thank you, sir. 
So, uh, so I kind of, I definitely agree with what the last caller said, open-ended question. So just to give you my range, I have an eight-year-old and I have a 20-year-old. Okay. okay? So I have a, I, they're both boys. So this is what I do. I ask them, you know, I ask them how their day was. And so some of the questions that I use are, tell me the best part about your day. Okay. Then tell me the worst part about your day. What part about your day would you change? What part about your day would you keep the same? You know, and so these are the questions that I ask to get them to talking, you know, so that like what my one, my eight year old, he's in camp uh, right now. He goes to summer camp. And so the questions that I ask him when he comes home is, hey, buddy, how, how was your day? Of course. What was the best thing that you liked about today? What was the most funnest thing that you did? And that gets him to telling me about what he did throughout the day. And so, and with my 20-year-old, I do the same thing. Dude, how was work? What was the best part? You know, and so that gets them to explaining what's going on, you know, and then, then when, when they say something, I can, I can field another question off of what they're saying. Uh, here's my question. I've used that. Tell me the best part of your day. Tell me the worst part of your day. I still get like the shoulder shrug. Is that something that you condition them to be ready to answer the more you ask it or the very first time you asked it, did you get the kind of response that you were hoping to get? Oh, it definitely took some time. Okay. It definitely took some time. So it wasn't, you know, right off the bat, oh, yeah, they were they were ready to respond to it. But once they saw that I was asking them every single day, they knew I just wasn't going to take the shoulder shrug for an answer. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Hang on the line, Ben. Uh, and I intended to put our first caller on hold because uh, Aaron's going to throw a couple uh, tickets your way to the uh, Columbus Zoo and Aquarium for your good parental advice and for the fact that you're intentional as a dad and trying to uh, forge those kinds of relationships. It takes effort. It takes intentionality. And uh, I benefit from you guys' expertise on learning uh, and learn from you guys. Let's go to Jeff in Westerville next. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. Uh, Bruce, good afternoon. Uh Welcome back. Missed you last week. Oh, thank and, you. Um, yeah, love the show. Uh, by the way, uh, Armando, if I'm saying that right, your uh, friend, uh, yes, journalist friend. Yeah, my friend from Armando Miami. from uh, the Miami Herald. That was amazing. Uh, like, uh, I've already shared that link uh, with a couple. Um, uh, I, I think every uh, every young person, every millennial uh, to stereotype needs to hear that. <laughs> it's even flirting with anything that's uh, socialistic. Uh, Very true. So your first caller, uh, and actually uh, you, both kind of hit on uh, the subject I was going to, or a couple of things I was going to talk about, but I'll add context to your, I think, Paul, first caller, is, uh, and a little bit the last caller, I I would compare notes with my wife. Uh, You know, these are teenagers. I've got three. uh, Now they're all in their 20s, but um, uh, when they were all in their teens, it, when you stopped getting world's greatest dad t-shirts, right? That's when the, <laughs> the challenges start and relational challenges. And um, she would be like, uh, uh, you know, well, they're doing this, they're doing that, and this is who they're doing it with. I'm like, how do you know that? Uh, because uh, they just shut down with me. And I think it's gender uh, oriented, maybe not, but I think guys tend to just like, well, who are you going out with? Where are you going? What are you doing? Are the parents going to be home? Blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, my, I have a daughter and two boys. Uh, they would shut down. Then I went, I'm going to watch. And so my wife cooking dinner, you know, or uh, just, you know, yard sale, just whatever, the routine things. Uh, she would just draw it out, just coax that information out of her. It was much less threatening than I, she was so good at it. I, I totally 
you know, took notes off what she did. Yeah, I would I would but, have to but, say yeah. that that is uh, that is a gift that my wife has as well, Jeff. And I've tried to be, uh, you know, observant, like you say. I think it is a team effort. Um, and uh, my wife's incredibly insightful on those kinds of things and, and really helpful for me. So uh, I'm up against a news break. Would love to talk more with you. Hang on the line. Aaron's going to get you some tickets to the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium as well. Uh, we can continue the topic. I would love to hear more from you guys about the intentionality of parenting and what you learn from your kids.